our market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Uh, are you there? Good morning. <laughs> well, it, it... I thought the, I thought Zimbabwe was the capital, and then yesterday, two nil down, lose city, gone. Come back, gold currencies with this is the new technology, load shedding. <laughs> you know, Clive, in the words of our head coach, uh, Steve Compella, I would like to uh, just say to you that adversity yeah. is the breakfast of champions. And, you know, maybe you can acquaint yourself with that at some point. But uh, moving straight along uh, yeah. to the markets, yeah. uh, they're looking at Asian stocks there. They rose and that followed a rebound in global shares amid optimism over the American economy. So we started seeing the Asian market actually pick up very strongly uh, following that particular strength, Sakina. Uh, also what's happened is that we realized something that is very important, obviously, is the fact that when the equities obviously uh, return back into, 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 a, um, uh, into, into selling or into buying in actual fact, you start seeing the currencies in the emerging market starting to feel the pinch. And, it, and it's, it's quite interesting because it started happening really quickly uh, by midday yesterday. And if you look at the dual-listed companies on the JSE, they started doing relatively well because of the strength of the dollar, obviously. And so we, we are, it was very, very interesting. And I, I, what I saw actually with the companies that did do well is that most of them are the ones that export in actual fact. Uh, the companies that export to uh, the Americas. So that, those are the companies that did really, really strongly yesterday. Uh, and early hours of this morning as well in the Asian markets, they did very, very well. So very interesting time, Sakina. Um, have you reached the bottom out? Is, it, is the cycle finished? No, because those commodity prices are still unfortunately under pressure. Mm. Uh, Japanese stocks, uh, they're looking good. They advanced, uh, sending the topics towards an eight-year high, Clive. And uh, this has the weaker yen boosted earnings prospects. We do know, Sakina, very well, that when the yen goes weaker, what happens is that because the majority of the companies that sit on the topics are companies that are Japanese-based and that obviously export, you know, like the motor companies, we're talking about Honda, talk about Toyota and the like. So what happened was, obviously, the yen did weaken. And what's interesting, optimism returned back into the market, which is, which is fantastic for the Japs, because obviously uh, the recent economic data shows that has recovered slightly. Uh, uh, the deflation is still there, but it, it, it's controlled. It's under control. So, but the actual one of the commentators yesterday mentioning that you know, economics, whether you liked it, whether you didn't, but it has somehow brought back some stability to the Japanese market, and it's it's continued to influence the economy. So, very very good stuff that's taking place. There. You know, I think I think what the best thing that to, to take out of it is the fact that. Um, two things. One is exports have increased in Japanese in the in the Japanese economy, uh, which is very good for them uh, as a very strong manufacturing com- uh, country. And then the second thing is that the stocks that are doing well are really doing well at the back of the weaker yen. So uh, it means that the central bank, the BOJ, is doing very well in controlling uh, both the, infl- uh, the deflation uh, and also making sure that the interest rates are kept into a cap that will allow business activity to continue in that country. I think, I think those are the two factors that have helped economics. Of course, of course, we can also include the fact that they've been pumping <laughs> lots of money into, into these companies for them to be doing well. So well done to the Japs there and well done to the Kosi fan there, uh, Mr. Abi. <laughs> sure that pains you. Now, our Thursday investment theme for today is uh, fixed income funds. 
Yeah, you know, some people don't like to take risks, Akina. You know, I know there's people who um, just to, to spend a little bit into, into a risk-orientated uh, 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 portfolio, uh, they don't want to use their initial capital. So fixed income funds are designed um, uh, by virtue to make sure that you protect your capital. Uh, they manage the risk very, very conservatively, which means that the guys don't expose you to a lot of um, uh, unnecessary um, uh, equity, equity, equity related stocks. So what they will do, therefore, is that they will go back to the banks and try and create a, um, a negotiate on a bulk purchase so that their bank can guarantee some of the returns that they will be putting that money into. So if you've got a hundred thousand or whatever the case may be, they will say, right, for this period of time, this is how much I need to buy interest. And so they make sure that that's why this is a, it's a fixed income. So it means that that money, it will be fixed for that period of time. The income, whether it be by interest or by value, um, it will remain in that way uh, to protect the capital, the initial capital that has been put down. It's a very nice way to put money in if you're saving towards university and you don't want to have any volatility in the market to disturb your savings. So those are the kind of funds that we we, we find in the market today, and they're very, very cheap as well. So if you want to spend, if you don't like spending money, you can look at fixed income funding. So very nice strategy to adopt. Hey, this mm-hmm. really, I'm a cool hey. may I suggest? Hey. Uh, may I suggest what you can have for breakfast this morning? Please tell me. Adversity. <laughs> <laughs> Go and build some character for your team there. Hey, <laughs> and that was our market analyst, Clive Ntozaba to Ramatibela.